Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of Real Estate Investing. Uh, today, well, before I get into today, if you're new here, this show is uh, me talking about real estate investing, sharing what I know. It's pretty, I try to keep it as casual as possible while also giving you some good information. My investment strategy of choice is um, apartment syndication, uh, or just apartments, uh, mostly going to be syndication in the beginning, and then probably a mix of just owning things on my own outright uh, and also syndication. So that's my investment strategy. That's just what kind of coincides with what I want to do in the long term. Uh, not to say that that is the perfect investment strategy for everybody. That's just one I've chosen. So a lot of what we're going to talk about here is centered around that. And this the goal of this podcast is to educate people, and especially in the beginning, who are brand new to real estate uh, really, I mean, anybody can learn something from it, but if you've been around the real estate world for long enough, you've probably heard these things before. It's really for people who are new, trying to, you know, they're at that point in their journey where they're Googling how to invest in real estate, you know? I think we all kind of start there. This is for those people. Uh, and then as we, I'm, I think this is my sixth or seventh episode, I may be wrong on that, but I'm very, this is very new, this is a very new show. And as we grow, we'll get into more complex things. I do want to have guests on. Um, so if you know somebody that would be interested in being a guest, has some experience in, in real estate um, or similar, you know, things, uh, is the best way to say that. Or if you are somebody that would be interested, shoot me a DM over on Instagram at Hunter Rambo. So it's spelled on the show because uh, I do want to get guests on here. But for right now, you just get me sharing what I know, sharing my knowledge. Um, another thing. This is a disclaimer I give. It's probably unnecessary, but I just give it anyway every episode because I don't think anybody's getting the wrong idea, but just in case. I'm not one of these people who has thousands and thousands of units and can teach you how to buy your own private plane and six houses. My you know, goal of this is to share what I do know and then bring on people who have that type of experience, share what they know. Because uh, there's obviously going to be a difference there. And I do I partner with people uh, when I do deals to ensure that I'm getting access to that um, knowledge and that experience since I am newer in my journey myself. Um, because there's a long road ahead, like 30, 40 years. And so you know, the fact that I'm a few years in is you know, very fresh in. So. I just feel it. Again, it's probably unnecessary, but I just I like to give that because we do live in a world where people will go rent a BMW i8, stand in front of it, or stand in a hood, and now the rental company's upset. But you know, and try to sell you courses for you know nine ninety seven. I'm not one of those guys. And there's nothing. Some of those guys are legit. Some of those guys are legit and have good things to teach you. A lot of them don't. But I don't want to be lumped into the group of the guys that don't. You know. I don't want to be one of these people who fakes it for social media um, just for attention. Not one of those people. I want to build a personal brand, and this is part of that agenda, but it's I want it to be as transparent and as authentic as possible, so that's why I give that. But anyway, what I'm talking about today, and I'm also a real estate agent in Central Ohio. If you're in need of those services, again, send me a DM on Instagram, and uh, we can go from there. So today, just a shameless plug, Um Today, I want to talk about how to add value to apartments. And this isn't going to be an exhaustive list that covers every single little possibility. There may be things that people are doing that I haven't heard about. These are all the things that I know of. Um, and 
this goes along with just kind of building on the episode I did talking about how these commercial uh, apartments are valued. Five plus units or more residential is considered commercial. Residential is considered commercial. Um, so how these properties are valued is very important. Um, just a refresher, they're valued based on uh, the NOI divided by cap rate gives you the value. And this is very important because if you can increase that NOI, you're able to increase the value of the building and have uh, a little bit more control. And so uh, today, I'm talking about how to do that, how to add the value. So is there no particular order? But the first one is kind of obvious. It's just, and we're not, we're just going to talk about adding to your income. We're not going to talk about um, decreasing your expenses today. Um, we are, I will, I'll leave like rubs and uh, ratio utility billback system and which is a way to build back utilities to tenants and like metering and things, even though rub systems are typically added to the income, I'm going to leave that for the decreasing expenses episode, but uh, this was probably going to be a little bit shorter too, but this is everything I can think of, everything I've always heard talked about. Um, and the first one's kind of obvious and that is if you have a property that is kind of run down and needs some updating, you know, it's looks like it's just came out of the seventies with shag carpet that is just destroyed and the walls are funky colors and the appliances don't really work. And they're, you know, let's say they're, you know, 15 year old white kind of gross appliances in a market where stainless steel is more standard. That's an extreme example, but we'll just use that to make the point. You can go in and update these units and add, you know, luxury vinyl plank flooring, uh, do the classic, classic uh, gray walls with white trim. Do that. Your stainless steel appliances, granite countertops. If the market demand, this is all dependent on what the market demands. Sometimes you're not going to be able to renovate the units. And if that's part of your business plan, you should look at that ahead of time for purchasing your property. But uh, sometimes it's, or not sometimes, it's always dependent on the market that you're in. Yeah, you may be able to, or you could spend the money to do stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, the whole nine yards. But if the tenants aren't willing to pay the pre and aren't able to pay the premium for that, then you just kind of spend all that money. You're not really going to get a return from it. As nice as it is, in some markets, you're going to get a premium for doing that and a rent bump for doing that. In others, yeah, it's nice, but you don't have tenants that are able to pay what you would like them to pay just because the market doesn't um, demand it. And so you have to be look at the competition, look what other people are offering and make sure that you're um, not over-renovating properties. But you can update them that way. You know, do some repainting. Again, update the flooring, updating appliances, countertops, fixtures, painting cabinets and doing doing like like the doorknobs on the cabinets. It's not that expensive, but it'll make a it can make a pretty big difference. Just refinishing the cabinets instead of replacing them. Just kind of repaint them, put on new uh, you know, like little, little knobs and handles. And there you go. Uh, it's a little bit cheaper or it's a lot bit cheaper than just replacing the entire cabinets. Um, and then, I mean, appliances are pretty straightforward. If your appliances don't work, update those, fix those. Um, and then like bathrooms, bathrooms are a big one. Bathrooms and, and kitchens are kind of 
key things people look at. And so if you can update your bathrooms, and bathrooms don't have to be super expensive either. They make the, um, you know, kind of roll on, I forget what the, the word, for that. you know what I'm talking about, the, just kind of roll on floor. They make those that look very good that aren't super expensive. Now, if your market, <clears throat> excuse me, demands tile and you're going to get a return on that, put tile in there. But if you know, just like the roll on kind of floors, I don't know why I'm blanking what that's called. Some of you are probably screaming at me like, you're such an idiot. I don't know, I'm blanking on it. But uh, yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. There's some of those floors that look pretty decent visually. How long is that going to stand? Or how long is that going to hold up? I don't know. But you would be able to get away with that uh, depending on the market that you're in. And so in like vanities aren't over, I mean, when you're buying them for like 50 units, it gets a little expensive. But again, if you're willing to see or if you're going to see a return on it and it's really out of date, doing things like that, updating your showers, making sure your showers are very clean and presentable. And, and again, if, you know, nice tile showers are in demand in your market, it's pretty much an A-class kind of thing. But if it is, and that's the kind of asset you're buying, do that. And just change like the fixtures and um, like the vanities and the lighting. Lightings can be lighting can be a big thing as well. Just kind of cleaning it up and updating it. Doing uh, this kind of goes along with the utilities and decreasing expenses. But do like like the high efficiency toilets or whatever can. I mean that's a decreasing expenses thing. But I mean it came to mind because I was thinking about the bathrooms. And yeah, so you could do that as well. Then the kitchens, like I said countertops there's you don't have to do there's countertops that are you can update them without putting in whole granite you know, obviously there's levels to it and so you can make it look really nice <clears throat> without actually having to spend the money excuse me on you know granite or quartz or something like that <clears throat> and then doing um painting the cabinets if they need it painting the um yeah, doing like a, a backsplash. You could do like those stick on black backsplashes again. Depending on your market, you know, you may be able to get away with that. Other ones you may have to actually do the actual, you know, I don't know what term to use, like legit backsplashes, you know. Um, so there's ways to update that. Flooring is a big one. And yeah, but kitchens and bathrooms are kind of the, the main staples that are going to help you out. And then, like I said, lighting can be a big one too as, as well. And that's also, lighting could also help you decrease your expenses for electricity as well if you're doing LEDs and whatnot. And yeah, so just renovating the units to get an increase in rent, that's one way to do it. And you also have to do some math and you're, or you are taking a level of risk there. Uh, there's definitely ways to mitigate that risk, like just doing a few units at a time and seeing kind of how it goes. Uh, but I'd imagine it'd be better just, yeah, so you can do that. There's different ways to do it, but you are, there is a little bit of a risk there because you are renovating them and you could pre-lease them and just say, this is what it's going to look like. Use some type of Matterport system, uh, more expensive, um, and say, this is what it's going to look like. Pre-lease pre, pre them before you do other renovations, whatnot. That's an option. And again, it, just, it all, it's all dependent on your market, but you can update the units and then get a rent bump for that. I think it's pretty straightforward. I think I kind of over-explained it, but I want to give as much detail as possible. And then next is going to adding amenities to your property. And, it, and it, 
I'm just going to give this little asterisk now that's going to apply to the rest of the show so you don't have to hear me keep saying it. It's all market dependent, okay? But you can add amenities. So swimming pools, uh, dog parks, like car washes. I've seen car wash some like pet washing stations. And I've seen like little putting greens at properties. Uh, A-class stuff, you really start to get really creative. I mean, some of them have like movie theaters and like security and things like that. Uh, but I mean, the sky's pretty much the limit when it comes to like A-class stuff. Your, your gyms, fitness centers, um, you could include security. Having a gate there is important to some people. And sometimes you have to ask um, your tenants what they want. If you're taking over a property and there's a pool there that is run down, maybe you just survey your tenants and say, hey, does do you you know have them vote? Like, do you want us to just fill in the pool and make it like a, a grassy area or a playground? There's another one. Or do you want us to renovate the pool and you know put water in it and keep it all nice and clean and fresh and whatnot? Um, I've heard of people doing that. I forget, uh, I forget who it was that told me they did that. But they brought a brought a property where the pool was really run down, and I may be misremembering it, but essentially the pool was run down, and I think that they decided they didn't want it, and so they just kind of filled it in and did something else with it. Or it was the other way around, and they decided, yeah, we really like the pool, but the last owners kind of sucked and didn't take care of it or do anything to maintain it. And so nobody really used it. And so there's ways to communicate with your tenants and say, what do you guys want? You know, so there's that option to you as well. But by adding these kinds of amenities, you would also be able to, or in parking, parking is a big one, especially if you're in a market that gets, you know, a lot of snow and it gets kind of, you know, cold in the wintertime, things like that. I guess being cold doesn't really, because they still got to walk outside of their cars, but you know what I mean. If it, if it is snowing, a lot of people are going to see value in having cover parking in some capacity. And you can charge depending on the level of, you know, proportionately to the level of cover parking you have. Because there's obviously a difference between just buying like those um, kind of bays with just a roof. And there's a difference between that and having full scale you know, garages people can rent. And what I've seen is that a lot of times, Places that have these garages don't have one garage for each unit because some tenants aren't going to care to pay for, depending on the complex, obviously, but aren't going to willing aren't going to be willing to pay for the upcharge if they're just they're okay just parking outside year round. And so, by offering parking in levels of in different types of parking, tenants will be willing to pay more per month uh, for that. So there's a way to add value as well. And then laundry. Laundry, if your property doesn't have, there's levels to laundry as well. So there's some properties that will give you a washer and dryer already there. Sometimes I've heard of um, places renting out washers and dryers to their um, tenants. So they don't have to go out and buy those units. They just rent them while they're there. So that's extra income. And then some properties will just have the hookups and not provide machines whatsoever. And so if you're at one of the, if you're buying one of these properties, you may look into, uh, okay, we have the hookups. How much would it be to buy washers or dryers and rent them back to tenants while they're living there? And so there's extra income there as well. But again, if you're in a market that tenants are used to having just in-unit washers and dryers, and you're at a price point where it's kind of standard, again, the market will tell you what you're willing to or what they're willing to pay. 
And then there's some properties that just have a laundry room. And so you can make these, um, you know, the coin operated as well. And sometimes you could buy them outright, the coin op, you know, laundry machines. And then other times I've heard of people will just have companies put them in there uh, for free or for a lot cheaper. And then they just split the revenue that's created by those, um, you know, laundry machines. And then renovating this laundry area and then common areas. We'll just talk about common. We'll just use common areas as a blanket statement, like your laundry rooms, any type of amenities you have, the hallways, if you know, and you know, any kind of courtyard or grassy area, things like that. The upkeep of these things, and if they are in bad shape when you buy the property, upgrading them, making them nicer, you know, making your laundry room a little bit of a better place you know maybe putting like tvs in there i don't know i, I would assume most tenants kind of put their laundry in there and leave i don't know uh, no it doesn't make it i don't know but you know what i mean like put take tvs in there or something for them to use and they'll be grateful for that and then if you want to you know up rent you may be able to do that as well yeah just brainstorming here and so those are kind of different ways to increased value of the property because it really comes down to if you are giving your tenants are your your customers and so if they have a good experience they're gonna stay they're not going to leave once the lease is up and how you keeping that tenant retention up you're going to decrease your turnover costs if they can just stay in the units and you've it's really they are your customers and if you could create loyalty customer loyalty then you'll get higher quality tenants because high quality tenants you already have will refer other high quality tenants and it'll just be you know by serving your customers who are your tenants um, you're going to be able to charge more for your service which is housing and it's really just it's kind of what it boils down to at the end of the day just providing value to your tenants will get you you know monetary benefit in exchange if you really treat them like customers and um have good customer service and provide them with value. So that's really the way I look at it within what the market demands clearly. So there's something else I want to say. I think that, I think about covers it. Um, you can do is it pet fees? Pet fees are a big one. Sorry. Um, late fees. So I've heard of some places instead of doing like security deposits, so just do move-in fees and that kind of can, that's non-refundable that you just pay a fee at moving. It's obviously structured differently than that. It's an oversimplification of what it is, but um, that's an idea there. But pet fees can be a big one. I mean, really everywhere I've seen accepts pets, there's just a, usually an extra deposit up front plus an extra X amount every single month for having your pet there like per pet. Uh, there's obviously those limit limitations most of the time about what types of, you know, like what size dogs, what types of, what breeds, things like that. I don't know. I mean, there is limitations. Some insurance policies will have limitations of what breeds of dogs, for example, you can have on your, your property. So uh, you want to keep track of that. But at the same time, you can also um, provide value to your tenants because they're allowed to, you know, keep their, their animals, keep their pets and move in with you. And you're also creating more more income on top of that because they're willing to pay that to have animals. And there's definitely, I feel like I'm, 
missing some other things I wanted to cover, but it's not not coming to mind. I feel like after I stop recording, I will um, remember them. So there may be an addendum at the end of this, but I'm pretty sure I covered that's really everything. Um, you could the sky's kind of the limit. Well, it's not sky's limit. What the market demands is kind of the limit on what you can add to these properties. And sometimes markets will change. And then as you own something, people will be willing to pay more for, you know, in-unit laundry if it otherwise wasn't like that. Uh, and things of that nature. So I think about, that, uh, that wasn't English. I think that about wraps it up. Um, I hope that this was kind of insightful on different things to do to increase revenue at a property and hopefully share it. Hopefully I've shared some things you never thought before. Obviously they're renovating the units to get more rent is kind of obvious, but um, hopefully some other things weren't. Oh, then also I've seen like, I've heard people put like vending machines on their property and uh, just like vending machines of different kinds or like, I don't know. I mean, we live in a world of Netflix, so like getting a red box, I don't know how that would work. But, I mean, you can really get as creative as you want to with these things. So that's the point of it. But that's what I, everything that I know of to do so. And, um, yeah, so I appreciate all of you listening. Uh, and I will catch you guys next week.